Welcome to Bat Therapy, psychology of Batman, superheroes, and other comic book characters. Be a fly on the wall or a bat in the cave, listening in on a friendship built out of a love for talking Batman, comics, and the everyday struggle to achieve mental health and happiness. We are your hosts, clinical psychologist Dr. Amelia Brown and educator and comic aficionado Keaton Hopkins. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube and social media and find our Patreon at patreon.com slash therapy. This podcast is about providing education and understanding and is not a replacement for mental health treatment or support. If you're needing help, go to bat-therapy.com for resources. We're doing it. Yeah, I didn't know what Batman thing the hum starting off. I was like, do I do oh. the, elf, the Elfman one or new one from the batman i didn't know what to do and so i'm just like i don't know mm. i don't know but yeah we're doing batman yay yeah, the hero in training i know i know um i i told keen we had to record this one now because i was getting afraid we would never get to it because i i think part of it is how how do you break is it, down is it the name of the podcast is it that is that why like we had to include them I'm sorry, you didn't want to include Batman? No, I was always going to. I just, you, mm. I just, it was just one of those things. Like, I don't, like, I was, I mean, I'm always thinking about Batman, okay? So, like, <laughs> don't, don't, don't ask me. But uh-huh. mm-hmm. also, it's just funny because, like, when you talk about a hero in training, like, I feel like he's the, he's the tip of the spear when it comes yeah. to, like, training, right? Like, Superman had to learn his abilities. He had to make sure, like, oh, I got a lot. How how fast can I fly? Right? How do I not kill people? Right, right. Or the Flash is like, man, how do I make sure not to run through someone like A Train in the boys? <laughs> oh, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> right. I thought you were gonna make a joke. How do I how do I make make it so I'm actually the fastest man alive? Right. <laughs> should I should I switch to Nikes from Adidas? Like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, like is the flash sponsored i don't know but yeah like but batman it's this is something i was thinking about like if you were at like a dent like bruce wayne has to do so much pretending because he essentially knows everything and so mm. hearing him in a conversation he has to completely pretend he doesn't know a thing because otherwise it's like wow Bruce is a know-it-all, right? Like, it would be annoying if he were still, like, mm. new as much when he was Bruce Wayne. Because you'd be at, like, dinner with him. And it's like, wow, Bruce just knows everything about everything, doesn't he? And it's like, I know. well, he like is the Batman. Other, the other superheroes, they, they like Batman. Although they don't fully feel at ease. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly. why he likes it. <laughs> yeah, this is exactly how I want to. It's like, yeah, I have a folder on everybody. It's fine. Like, yeah, because... <laughs> but, but like, I really thought about it because not only is he just, like, insane when insanely good at, like, hand-to-hand combat by... Well, let me not say insanely. Extremely good Yay. at hand-to-hand combat. Like, but... He knows so much. Like I was just, I was, I lost my list, of course, but I was just writing down things he's an expert at. I mean, mm. chemistry, yep. biology, yep. anatomy, mm-hmm. uh, sociology, criminology, law, uh, in, of course, engineering. 
Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So many different kinds of engineering. He's practically a professional race car driver uh, yeah, as, as well. He's yeah. a pilot. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, and so you, you list it and it's like, good Lord. Like, and then it, there's all the hand to hand combat. Stuff. And then, yeah, you got to take into account all the hand to hand combat stuff, oh, all the and- disappearing on a whim. I was totally about to point that. Yeah. There's all the like disguises and like being able to manipulate perception and thinking 50 steps yeah. ahead. And yeah. 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 He just lived. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing. And he, when they talk about his training, he went around the world and learned from just the best of the best. Mm. He he, And it's funny because he learned from a lot of criminals, which I thought was really funny. Uh, yeah, well, you know. Yeah, he learned from a lot of criminals, <laughs> and including the, the League of Assassins. Like, <laughs> kind of on the nose. Maybe so, they don't stand for what you want. <laughs> yeah, well... So I have a friend who argues that his superpower is being rich and, and I feel like it's both right and wrong. It's not wrong. He's not wrong because in order to be able to study with all of the best in all of the world, um, it definitely helps to have a lot of privilege be able to, it would take so much to be able to do that. It would take so much longer if at all being feasible without Without having, you know, he doesn't have to worry about the money. He can put himself in the right place at the right time. And at the same time, I don't think anyone could be put in front of all of the best and become the best themselves. And so I think there's also, I think he's just kind of like peak of human ability, just naturally as well. Yes. Uh, And his determination and stubbornness probably doesn't hurt. Uh, And then, yeah, all of that combined. But the money... Is a part of it. I'll, I will admit, and I will definitely say yes. It takes money to be Batman, but as far as his training goes, the people he trained under, money didn't mean anything to them. Like they yeah. were just like. And my favorite thing is, I'd like to think that Alfred was still keeping some tabs on him. Like, I wonder what Bruce is up to. He's been gone since he was eighteen, because I think he was gone from when he was eighteen until he was twenty-five. I think it was 25, yeah. Yeah, I think that's how long he was gone. And it had to be funny when Alfred found out that Bruce was studying under uh, Zatanna's dad, Zatara. Mm. And it's like, oh, so I guess Bruce is training to be a stage magician? Like, that (laughs) (laughs) That had to be so funny. It's like, oh, good, he's not going to fight crime anymore. He's going to be a stage magician. That's (laughs) different. But you know what? I'll take it. It's like, oh, no, Alfred. I'm trained to be a stage magician so that I can beat people up with it. Like what? How? Like I don't <laughs> That that one is like out of left field kind of thing. But you know, like then, you know, Zatanna, she's got all that like actual magical whatever. So it it does behoove him that he's aware of that world a bit. Yeah. But like, yeah, but, but yeah. honestly, I when I was listening to it all out, I was more impressed at the educational side. Uh, more yeah. than I was the 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 physical side because yeah the acrobatics are mm. such a big deal the the physical prowess is such a big deal but this guy is an expert at at, at everything finances mm-hmm. expert at that because he still runs uh Wayne Enterprises he's still looking at 
all of the mobs and mafia's books and seeing mm. where their money is being channeled to like he's an expert at all of that the criminology uh the honestly a lot of the psychology yeah because yeah. he has figured out like why these criminals do what they do and like he's sure. he like he's just he's it, it he has 40 phds right like he knows <laughs> so much he's one of the smartest people on the planet which really blows my mind that he's just masquerading as a rich playboy bruce wayne and and so that's i mean that's part of it too right so this guy's a genius yeah master actor yeah master actor yeah master actor there you go i think that one gets lost in the shuffle yes uh, unless you're especially the if you're paying attention to his young when he's his younger self a lot of times you see more of the master of disguise stuff, but if you're really honest with yourself though, you're like, if he's this good, he knows beating up criminals isn't solving anything. Of course he does. Of course he does. It's, there was an episode of either justice league or justice league unlimited. And it's when Diana, like they were really kind of, setting up him and wonder woman to be a couple which oh, God, i still I wanted that so bad. i would have loved it i would have been so it. amazing and she's talking to him about it and he's like it would never work you're uh he says something like you're a princess and a foreign ambassador and i'm a rich kid with daddy issues like he says yeah, something yeah, like yeah, yeah. like he yeah. knows he knows he exactly what that. he's doing and <laughs> going out and beating criminals to a pulp is his therapy like that's what and that's how he sees it well and that yeah the thing is is that he desperately so he desperately doesn't want the same thing to happen to other kids that happened to him right um but (laughs) there's there's a lot of things that he could have done with his time resources um that would have had more impact based on what we knew about (laughs) you know what brings about crime um, so spreading that wealth around and trying to balance things out a bit more in Gotham, which is unfortunate, but, um, you know, we like to ignore it for the sake of good fiction. Absolutely. Because <laughs> if you, I would love to just, if you threw someone that didn't know anything about Gotham mm. that was going there to like go into law in some form or fashion, just threw them into Gotham city and gave him the a quick lowdown. It's like, all right, well, there's this guy. He dresses up like a clown. His name's the Joker. He oh. likes killing people with makeup and Joker gas. Okay, wow. And then there's this other guy. He's like in the mafia. And he has like a bird-like nose. And he's obsessed with birds. And he's called the Penguin. And okay, that's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's this guy. He's really smart. And he's a serial killer that really loves riddles. He dresses in all green. Oh. Okay, well, that's kind of strange. Yeah, and there's a half-human, half-crocodile man <laughs> that's also in the sewers. And they're just eyebrow-raising. And then after they keep going, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're actually, I'm so glad you're here because our last district attorney, he kind of developed a... a Things didn't work out so yeah, well. he has a disorder now. And he, now he's... And now, you know, he's just of two minds about the whole thing. Yeah, two minds about the whole thing. So we're really <laughs> glad you're here. And I know you're really stressed out, but don't worry. Don't worry. There's a guy that dresses up as a bat. Oh, phew. thank God. He'll help you. And and he has some kids 
that run around <laughs> with them as well. Like, can you like, imagine imagine going to Gotham and just taking that in? And you're like, you know what? I'm just. I actually, I think I'm going to accept the job in Metropolis. That's about not, uh, first, not knowing. First bus to Metropolis, please. Yeah, and of course, Bruce Wayne is watching it happen. Like, who's going to tell him? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, okay. So when we're talking about Bruce Wayne in training to to be Batman, so what, what kind of... What storylines are we talking about? So I, I know you and I have touched base on like Zero Year. Yes, there's um there was Zero Year. There was some really good um uh there was some really good stuff about his training with uh in it's called Batman the Night. I think it came out in either like 2020 or 2022, somewhere around the it was it actually came out last year. Uh, no, two years ago, it was 2022. It was called Batman the Night. And I think it ran for like 12 issues and it gave a whole lot of, uh, really good backstory about like his training because it talks, that's when it talks about how he kind of trained under, uh, Zatara for a bit and he followed around, I think someone called like the Gray Shadow. They were a cat, like a cat burglar. And then he, uh, met Ducard who, Right, Henry Ducard was actually uh, Liam Neeson's character's name in in Batman Begins until you find out, like, oh, he's also Ra's al Ghul, Uh, and and so and I think in the comic books, Henry Ducard is like a um, he's like a he's almost like a bounty hunter kind of person. Mm -hmm. Like he hunts down bad guys. He just likes to take him out permanently unlike what Bruce likes to do. And so Bruce, like he trained under so many people. He trained with the best fencer in France at one point. Because, uh, you know, I, yeah. I, I often need those fencing skills in my day. I mean, if you're going to be good at weapons, you might as well be a great, <laughs> a great, a great sword fighter. Like, yeah. Cause I mean, Cause and it looks cooler. It does look cool. <laughs> Plus, he didn't even know that he was going to eventually get knocked back in time and have to be pirate Batman uh, for a little while. So it, the swashbuckling worked out like it worked. <laughs> <laughs> it worked out. So yeah, master fencer. Uh, he trained, of course, he, I think he trained with some Tibetan monks. He trained mm-hmm. with, uh, Raz out. He trained with Raz al Ghul. And then, uh, he had a lot of other martial arts training trainers. Like I said, he trained with Zatara to learn. I guess I, I feel, yeah, I can see, I guess, how stage learning stage magic could come in handy because especially when, when it comes to optical illusions and wow, where did he go and how did he disappear and well, stuff? And also like, like the sleight of hand and the escapism stuff and yes. all that jazz. Yeah. yeah. So I can see where it would come in handy. It just had to be a funny postcard for Alfred to get. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, definitely true. Um, yeah, he, because I I know when you and I were prepping for this, we were like, man, there's a lot more about like him starting to kind of feel out Batman than there is about the training beforehand. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's like tons of different things that he did, uh, and then of course, like once he's like in Gotham and he's kind of futzing around and figuring it out. You've got like zero year, you've got year one, 
um, which admittedly I did I did not reread for today, even though like on my wall, I actually have one of the year one comics. It's in German. Did you know that? No. That one that's cool. Yeah. Das erste Jahr. Yeah. You're such and a nerd. The first comic book store I went to was actually in Berlin. That's cool. Yeah. So that was that was kind of fun. Um, so despite all of that, I did not reread it this time because I ran out of time. But um, and then Batman Begins, of course, is, you know, a classic movie in terms of it. And I guess, you know, the Batman goes into quite yes, a bit of it does. Stuff. Yeah, it does pretty well. I'll I'll tell you, this is the one thing I still just find strange about Batman Begins. It's that like he he walks out of um Carmine Fal uh, Falcone's restaurant. You mean Carmine Falcone? Falcone. Okay. I, I hear it different ways. I've heard it both ways. Well, in that movie they say Falcone. Do they say Falcone? I always get it because it's Falcone. they're the the two big mob guys are Falcone and Moroni. And so uh, I always, I'm like, wait, is it the hard? So remember, we made fun of it the whole time when we did Batman Begins. That's right. Like, I don't remember what season that was. But That's right. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, he walks out of the restaurant. And the weird thing about his training beginning there is he's like, in order to learn, like, to learn about criminals, I need to live the way that they do. And I'm like, mm. it, so it was just really weird to me that he's like, I'm going to be homeless. That's how I'm going to learn to fight crime. Like that's and because he gives his coat away to like the homeless guy. And yeah, then yeah. next thing you know, he's stealing. And I'm like, that's, was that part necessary? And also like way to, way to let people know, like, yeah, I'm like, let the audience know. Yes. I'm insanely rich and privileged. So <laughs> I'm going to get down and dirty like you PR. Yeah. <laughs> I do appreciate that. So, so the common thread between many of these stories, some of, some of them don't show it as much. Some, he seems more like calculated academic about things, but a decent amount of these stories, there's like this heated anger that drives him. Right. So it, it, it that's what sends him into, to like stupidly, like just kind of go to Carmine Falcone and be like, Hey, I'm not afraid of you. And then Carmine's like, well you should be <laughs> throws him out on his butt oh, right that part was um, such a flex i do love that scene because he's just like comments he's like you he what are you doing yeah it was that was one of my favorite scenes in that movie because he's like you're come on you you think you have it bad you don't have it bad like yeah yeah yeah, yeah your parents are dead that part's bad however i feel like <laughs> Sleeping on $3 billion makes mm -hmm. it so much easier to deal with the pain. <laughs> so that's the thing, though, right? So there, there's this, like, anger thread that, that goes through a lot of them that I'm sure we'll come back around to. But he he takes something from that conversation. And I, I do like that he says, okay, I do need to try and remove some of my privilege. And it's funny how he's like, I need to, you know, live like the criminals. And then he, like lives like he's poor which is honestly yeah. a commentary on the fact that um yeah financial instability uh makes it really hard to abide by the once again he was like yeah. hey when you're starving you're much more likely to take food if you can get away with it so that hey maybe you're not starving anymore right so <clears throat> it in some ways i think it highlighted some helpful yeah. stuff so i i do like that he actually 
listen to Carmine a little bit there, yeah. ironically, and, and step yeah. back. And I did like that they did that in a way to show you, okay, this Batman is going after Big Fish. He's not going after <laughs> the pit pockets here. Because yeah. Like some people, they draw Batman in such a like. Uh, you'll hear people joking about it all the time. It's like, yeah, Batman saw that guy smoking weed and just beat him and beat him to a wall. But it's like, no, this is not who Batman's going after. Batman's going after the ones that are like serial killers and like the 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 worst of the worst, if you will. Like he's going after the 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 criminals that actually have costumes like that's who he's going <laughs> that's who he's going after right and so i did appreciate that they did that it's like oh batman's not out here just beating up poor people yeah. that are just trying to survive yeah, okay. so so let's talk about the costume yes where do you so some storylines he's considering going into law enforcement Yes. Others, he's just straight saying, no, I'm going to go beat up people. And I'm then... so glad Batman did not become a police officer. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, he tends to go down this way and he's like, I need to become a symbol. And he realizes he needs to be more than a person and strike fear. Or uh, usually it's either one of two threads and, and often both. Like, So I, I need to be more than a person in order to, I need a reaction especially because he doesn't have superpowers, right? So he needs to to be able to like kind of use his presence in his, um, to his advantage, which arguably part of that he probably gets from the disguise stuff, the magician stuff, et cetera. But then there's the, the part of like the symbolism of, I need to be also seen as beyond myself so that we can see true change. Right. Right. But, but strip all that away. He's a 25 year old who said, <laughs> Hey, beating up people just like with a ski mask on isn't really working for me. I'm going to dress up like a Halloween costume, essentially yeah. like a bat. And <laughs> that's, that's going to work. Can we talk about how he looks nothing like a bat also? Like as much as, <laughs> I, as much as I love Batman, when I think about like a Batman, I think more like man bat, like Dr. Kurt Langstrom, sure, who was yeah, like, yeah a wear like a wear bat kind of yeah. creature or i mean if you want a costume that's like more fitting to like the animal like i feel like squirrel girl yes better job yes better and job. like but it's so funny because batman is so cool and he's so badass that he, the the concept of him goes over our head right like if batman wasn't a thing and you heard someone that's like i'm the batman you would just laugh right but you hear Batman, it's like, oh yeah, Batman. Like it's it's so funny that he's he's right? transcended the yeah. ridiculousness of it. But it's it's kind of one of those things where a, a lot of times too, like the people who really succeed with a new idea is they just like fully embrace it, right? Yeah. They just jump straight in. They don't think about who's going to think that I look ridiculous or what if I look silly or people laugh. Or, no, you just got to fully commit and jump in and see what happens, right? I mean, hey, yeah. we did that with the podcast, right? Like, hey, psychology, Batman, let's do it. So, you know, you got to jump into these ideas. But, oh, man. Yeah. I, I mean, okay, it's Gotham. and uh, But when he started, there weren't tons of costumed characters out there. Right. So, right. I mean... It's a big leap going on. Yeah. And it's it's really, yeah, because he started out just like, I'm going to take down the mob, like specifically mm -hmm. in Batman Begins. Yeah. But I also laugh because the symbol he chose, he's like, I need a symbol 
that strikes fear into people. And a bat is not what yeah. comes to mind. I'm like a rattlesnake, mm. a polar bear. Like, <laughs> I'm thinking a spider. Right. Even though mm. Spider-Man also not scary at all. Like, oh yeah, yeah. He leans, they all of the spider characters lean yeah. different, or most of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Great point. So there's a very Freudian thing that seems to be happening for him. He's like, I'm going to project onto everyone else my own fear. It's like, wow. <laughs> because it was him as a kid who was afraid of bats. It's not, you know, it's not like everybody's going around like, oh my god, rabies. You know, like you're right. It's not the most. Yeah. Was it back in the day when Batman first became a thing where bats like more scary? I don't think so. I don't think so. I I I I I don't know. I really don't. I I love it. I love it. I do. But like, I just I have no idea where like when the when like the the creators got together and made Batman. Like, I I would have loved to have been like, oh yeah, he's gonna be dressed like a bat. Yeah. Ooh, I have a good one. If he had lived in Texas instead of Gotham, oh. centipede man. Have oh Jesus! Or oh, y'all have scorpions too, right? Yeah, I stepped on one once. That you stepped on a scorpion on Thanksgiving, barefoot in my own kitchen. And yes, I know everyone listening. Don't be barefoot in your kitchen. Whatever. Wait, Let there was a scorpion in your house. Yep. That just happens in Texas. Yeah, we didn't know either. I'm until supposed I to visit. <laughs> oh, I don't like that at all. How Fine. how often do you see scorpions? Uh, I mean, it's only like the third one I've seen. How long have you been there? Six. Okay. Years, six and a half. So years? you see one scorpion every two years. Yeah, yeah. And only once have I stepped on it. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't so like scorpion, that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's come <laughs> up with all of the options that would have been scarier than that scorpion man. Yeah, centipede because man, I I stand by centipedes. They are scary looking things. And centipedes are nasty bastards too. Like they're they're mean. Yeah. Centipedes are mean. Yeah. Millipedes millipedes are chill, even though they have more legs. Centipedes mm. are jerks. Yeah. yeah. So centipede man, Spider Man. I know we're stealing, but Spider Man doesn't make it scary. So like scary Spider Man. Yeah. Wow. Snake and man. Black Black Widow also. Oh, Black not scared. Man. She's not scared. She's she does it better though. I mean, yeah, she's. Gotta love her. Gotta love her. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, yeah. She's great. There, so yeah, I'm I yeah, I'm on the side of also thinking there are other things scarier than the bat. The bat is more his own Yeah, there's usually a backstory for him. And then of course there's, you know, the caverns and stuff. So inevitably a bat flies through the window and he's like, Oh, I'm going to be a bat. Yeah. But yeah, I mm. did, you, did you did you have like the Romanian Dracula voice when you said, Oh, I'm going to be a bat? Like <laughs> I swear no, I heard but it. I, wish I swear. I heard it. <laughs> like people are my afraid Slavic, of Batman. Yeah, my Slavic roots are coming out. There it is. Like people yeah. are afraid of Batman, but in reality, I think they're just afraid of vampires. Like, <laughs> oh, maybe it. Maybe the. Maybe there's like, something kind of there. Thinking the vampire vibe. That's an interesting thought. Yeah, it's just it's just funny because like you you really think about it, it's like oh man there was a guy in a, a green onesie covered in question marks. And it's a good thing the guy dressed as a bat came because otherwise <laughs> everybody would have been doomed. And so here's <laughs> the thing. You wake up one day and you've got superpowers. Yeah. Dress in a weird outfit. I get it. 
you yeah. know, like it, it corresponds a little bit more cleanly for me, you know, like, okay, you got to come up with something weird and wonky to go with your, the weird and wonky of your power. I get, I get that. And also half the time your powers require you to wear a different kind of material, Yeah, you know, so it doesn't catch on fire or whatever. So that I totally get. But if you are a human without superpowers and you're like, I'm going to fight crime and they also make a point of saying like when bruce is training to become batman he really is reckless he does not care about what happens mm. to him yeah. or his life and so the idea that he's gonna fight crime in his mind he's like i might make it a month but if i do i do that's true right he really was like reckless and really like hell-bent on it is what it is i'm gonna become the best i can and I'm going to fight crime for the rest of my life. Even if that's till next year, even if it's yep. the next week, it is what it is. And I remember it was um, interesting. It was a few, it was a few weeks back when we did Gotham girl at the beginning of that comic, he's facing yes. death. Yes. And he's mm -hmm. completely content with it. Yep. He's completely content with it. He messages Alfred. He's like telling them, where all the fouls are and tell the boys I said bye tell all the Robins I said mm -hmm. bye and Alfred do you think my parents would have been proud of me it's like a super heartfelt moment like I was yeah. I, I when I reread it I was like oh my god I forgot how emotional this was I know. um but he's completely fine with it because he devoted his life to this mission and he's like if this is the end of the mission this is the end of the mission but I'm gonna save as many people as I can and so uh, this, yeah. I mean, the interesting thing with this is this is kind of later on, but it's meant to be along the same lines as Zero Year, right? Like Zero mm -hmm. Year was kind of the earlier part of that. Yeah. So they, I mean, yeah, they retconned it so that they, they retconned like some of Zero Year because Zero Year was supposed to be a year. And I think once Rebirth happened, they retconned Zero Year into like a couple, a month or two. <laughs> in order oh, to okay. fit other stuff between it okay so, so when, correct yeah. i mean correct me if i'm wrong but a lot of like the the like background stuff is, is is still essentially the same here where there's a lot a lot of intensity mm -hmm. to bruce wayne's character in the storyline that, yes. that i really like so yes. he is in turmoil a lot of his childhood oh yeah um, he's dealing with a lot. Uh, so after his parents die, he almost dies by suicide. He thinks of taking a razor to his wrists. Mm -hmm. The only thing that keeps him from doing that is the commitment to m preventing other people having this happen to them. And so thinking yeah. about the intensity of that. Yeah. And fun story. Do you know where he went when that happened? He went to Arkham as a kid and his doctor... <sighs> there that he exposed as a fraud when he was like 12 was none other than professor hugo strange how did he do he outed him as a fraud when he was 12 and this man still came back around to run arkham again years later <laughs> but yeah man bureaucracy but yeah but you're you? but you're right the he's very intense very so intense and also, so much trauma yeah yes so much trauma super intense also he then later i mean he's still struggling through school um alfred i think sends him to like a boarding school or i don't know alfred's doing the best he can but he he's kind of struggling and and 
so Bruce, I think he's like a teenager. Uh, and he essentially hires someone to sign off as his guardian so he can get electroconvulsive therapy. Because yeah. he essentially is wanting to kind of like restart his brain because he feels yeah. so messed up by everything and so disconnected from everybody. I mean, like this kid's struggling. Yeah, reading through it, I was just really sad. I was like, I can't. Yeah. Like, and I felt for him because it seems like he came to the his solution of being Batman because that was the only thing that worked for him. Mm. Yeah. Like, and I, I feel bad. It was almost like, okay, this is the kind of person I'm going to become. What's the best way that I can do it? Like, it made me kind of think about, uh, the, the, the TV show Dexter, where mm. his, his adoptive father realizes like, oh, this is the kind of person Dexter is. Uh, Maybe yeah. you should only target criminals and really yeah. bad people with what you do. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's kind of like a weird version of harm reduction. Yes. <laughs> Where okay, so um so, so sometimes with so with substances, you know, let's say let's say you drink tons of alcohol, like to the point where it's causing all sorts of problems. Yes. Well, and you could just stop drinking alcohol. Or you can do harm reduction where it's like, okay, if I'm going to drink alcohol, how do I not have it reverberate so much and I'm calling out sick because I am hungover all the time or I'm, I'm too unwell or um, I'm making sure I'm not driving when I'm, you know, not okay to drive or um, I, you know, you know, kind of trying to adjust it. And, like functioning and sure, addicts almost. In a way, um, but you're not, necessarily the the addiction component could vary just kind of depending on what you're talking about but um harm reduction is something that we think about in a lot of different avenues and and it's interesting how you're describing this here because it does kind of sound like harm reduction where it's like there's this thing about himself and it's not going away there's this obsessive intensity that you and i are love about batman but is really he's he's just constantly struggling and he can't escape it and so yeah it's kind of like well if i put this obsessive intensity into being a batman right it almost has yeah it it like reduces the harm of those things now is his life super great i mean you know he still struggles in a lot of ways but it's probably far better than how things were in his childhood from what is described in that storyline and this is what I really re- respect when you you go back through all of his story. Because like I said, he trained under so many people mm-hmm. that had so many different morals and values. Mm, I've yeah. always felt like the younger you are, the more impressionable you are. And so Bruce, from the time he was 18 till he was 25, which a lot of people say is an adult. And I could not disagree more because I remember what <laughs> I, kind of person I was between the ages of 18 and 25. And that is not being an adult. Your personality is still (laughs) changing and adjusting during that time. Yeah. I'll say, all right, maybe between like 23 and 25, I'll count as adult. I'll I'll count 23 to 25 as an adult. College, undergrad, not an adult. (laughs) Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But like, I just really respect the fact that he locked in. He had tunnel vision about who... Mm he wanted to become and the symbol he wanted to be and no matter who he was training under he never let that resolve 
die die out. He's like, no, killing is wrong. No, I'm not going to use that gun. Like, no matter how, because he trained under the League of Assassins. He trained under Henry Ducard. He trained with cat burglars. He trained under, uh, oh my gosh, there was one guy that was like XKGB. He trained under him. Uh, There were just all of these different characters and and personalities and people that he trained under that had all of these heavy mantras that Batman would be completely against. And no matter how many talks they gave him, no matter how many times they were like, you have to do this, he would not waver. And I do, I do wonder if it has to do with the, the very violent trauma that he mm-hmm. not only took away his parents, but he directly witnessed. Right. Um, and, and that resolve once again, that he made about it and not wanting anyone, I mean, the way he essentially got through it is committing to the fact that I will not allow this to happen to other people. Yes. And so if he were to take on those violent means, he could inadvertently end up in that position of doing that to others. Right. And so it it goes against that very solidified vow and, and value he has. And and so I, I do wonder, uh, I, yeah, I, I wonder, I mean, arguably he wouldn't have gone through all of this in the first place if it hadn't been for his parents dying and all of that. Yeah. But if he hadn't witnessed it directly, I wonder if that could have maybe changed something for him. Yeah. I don't know. Um, or if they... I mean, if they had died in another way, even if they still died and even if it was still a crime, but maybe it was a different kind of crime that wasn't, you know, firearm, you know, there's just a very violent image with that. I wonder, I wonder how that might have kind of shifted things. Could he end up, you know, leaning a different direction? Um, Because like you said, I mean, that's a really great point about he had all these different mentors and some of them really did lean in another direction. Um, how, how much might that have affected him if like a few little details might've been different about his, his initial story. Yeah. Because, and throughout, when you look at all the different training he went through, a lot of the guys he trained under, he ended up turning in. Yeah. He ended up once he found out like the real person they were and some of the stuff they were doing like when I think there was someone he there was a character and this character is pretty um this character's pretty new um that but it was a guy that trained with him um a guy that trained with him throughout and they fought they were like really close friends and they trained together for a really long time and in the end, um, he ended up, his name was Anton, his, uh, or Minkoa, Minkoa Khan. And, uh, he goes by Ghostmaker and this is a new character and he's really cool. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, because he didn't, his first appearance was, I think like, uh, in my notes, I have December, 2020. Uh, oh, wow. yeah, yeah. yeah. And his name was Ghostmaker and he trained for years with Bruce Wayne and then they parted ways because this guy was cool with killing. He's like, Mm. if they're criminals, they need to be 
off this earth. They need to be six feet under. And Bruce could not abide by that. And so that's where they parted ways. But they stuck together for more than half of Bruce's training. They wow, yeah. tr they same hand to hand uh, training like they they tr they had a lot of the same tutelage. They followed a lot of the same guys together. And then that's what caused them to part ways. He was fine with the killing. Bruce wasn't. And so I think that's an interesting thought, too, is. You know, I was wondering what details might need to shift for his mentality to shift. But then also, what was there or not there that shifted his anger in, into the resolve that it was? Because it could have also easily shifted in the direction of he's just so angry and these people are willing to put violence on other people that I'm going to put that violence on them before they have the opportunity. Right. Yeah. And I mean, he does to a certain extent, but he doesn't kill. Right? right. And so he could also, especially given the anger and intensity in some of these storylines, he could have also shifted into this realm of, well, you chose this path. You're going to, I'm going to deal out what you, what you, you've dealt. Right. Um, so, you know, it, it definitely, once again, he's got this resolve about not wanting people to experience what he did. Right. And I, I think part of that playing out of not killing is potentially recognizing that someone else who might be doing these things, it doesn't mean they don't have innocent people surrounding them in their life, for example. Mm -hmm. So you could become that killer for, yeah. say, their friends and family, right? Right. Um, and so I wonder if it's somewhat of an awareness of that and maybe an, an empathy for... Um, for the people surrounding the the person who might be doing the violence that he's trying to stop. Uh, but yeah, it, it's definitely interesting because he does, especially the most recent storylines, he just has such an emotional intensity to him growing up. And then, like you said, he's then going and he's working with a lot of the fringe of society. He definitely could have ended up on a different path. Yeah. And another thing that I think is really interesting, and I have this in my notes here too, uh, he trained under a martial artist name, I, I think it's pronounced Karigi, Karigi. Uh, and this is something that I, I really honed in on. He trained under him. He was one of his best students. And then he left because he refused to learn a move that was lethal. Mm. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting because it's like he wouldn't even learn it. He would not even learn this move. It wasn't like he was actually the 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 guy was actually telling him, "Hey, you need to learn this move to kill this person." He would not even learn the move, and I thought that was very interesting because it, I think about sometimes like when there's certain things you don't want to do, and the way that you don't do it is you don't even put yourself in yep. the situation, right? Exactly. Like I think about like a like a recovering addict or a recovering um like a, just a recovering addict a lot of the times when you hear them talking they said they had to stop hanging out with their friends because mm, their yep. friends were the ones that wanted him to do that like batman had to leave, leave the league of assassins because what were they doing yep the very things he didn't want to do he yeah and that's that's a really great point in in, in terms of 
you know, what, how did he respond when he found out kind of how far they would take it? Right. Um, and, and also what do you, what position do you choose to put yourself in? Right. And it, it, it's, it's kind of one of those things where, um, you know, when they talk about violence toward yourself or toward other people, do you have the things that would make it capable to do that harm nearby or the ability to use them? It doesn't mean that someone who knows how to say we were talking about, you know, gun guns at one point, um, if someone knows how to use a gun, uh, it doesn't mean that they're more likely to kill people and do it on purpose. Right. Um, but if they were in a situation where they might be tempted to do that, they're probably going to, you're more likely to shoot someone if the gun's there and you're more likely to shoot someone if the gun's there and you feel comfortable with using it. Right. Right. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't or you can't, but it does say something about his character in this, that like you said, he's saying, I'm going to actively prevent myself from being tempted to that extent. I don't want to know so that eventually I could get to that point. He holds a pretty hard line. Yeah. And yeah. And I, I really, I really did. Like, I just, I thought that was the coolest thing. Like seeing Mm -hmm. that he didn't even, he refused to learn it. And it's funny because every time we see Batman, you, you see how brutal he is and it's like, Oh wow. He beats people to a pulp. But then you realize like looking at this, no, he's still very much pulling his punches. Mm. He's still very much pulling his punches. When you look at all the things he's learned and what he could actually do and his background in anatomy and chemistry and, Mm. and biology and all of these different things, he learned that to make sure he would not kill people, Mm. you know, like, and that's something that I thought was because there was one comic I was reading where he's basically breaking down every punch he's throwing. He's like, I'm going to hit him here. That'll disable him in this way. I'm going to hit him mm. here. And it, it reminded me of um, the, I, I think it was the uh, the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes. He's in I like- was just yeah. thinking about that. Yep, yep. Yeah, he's in like a boxing match and he's like, yes, I'm looking at these places to hit him. And that's how Batman actually operates. He's like, I'm going to put this person down, but I know exactly what I need to do to make mm-hmm. sure not to cause him deadly harm or yeah. or or too much harm like he even breaks it down as much as like hey he'll be temporarily paralyzed temporarily and they, yeah and so yeah well, but and, like, and yeah. so this kind of lends to an intriguing thing too so he he it, it was kind of a tumultuous energy that he had as a kid and sometimes it's it's kind of more this turning inward uh, some of the once again like more recent kind of descriptions uh he might have struggled also just kind of with other people too i mean just a lot going on and at some point he probably through a lot of this training so you know martial arts and and actually a lot of different kinds of movement related um uh, fighting and other things like there there's other components to it and 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 it's to be most effective you're going to have a really full body experience and that includes your mind and and your spirit and your energy and everything right so 
probably a lot of this training helped him with honing some of that intensity a bit better. Because if you think about the kid he was before all that training, and then you think about putting him in the scenario you were just talking about, it's hard to imagine him pulling his punches, you know, and, and saying, okay, um, let me stop here. Or how do I, well, I won't go so far as to say do the bare minimum. Cause once again, he's smart enough to maybe figure out a way to do it without fighting at all, but whatever. He knows um, his line and he dances on it. <laughs> exactly. He, da- dances he dances on, on it. it. He has a good old time. He still but- has a combat jet with missiles. Like we can't. <laughs> What, what what's the what how do they say it is he compensating for something yeah. his parents but yeah i mean <laughs> i mean there's that i mean <laughs> there yeah there is there is that but like yeah he just he and i also laugh because i kept reading up on it i like please tell me someone gave him tr- cape training like this man he runs <laughs> he puts a cape on every night i'm like he just knows how to use that. Like, who taught him how to use that cape effectively? <laughs> Let's talk about the cape. Because <laughs> by by Incredibles rules, like, no capes. Right. Right? So, why... Okay, obviously bats and whatever. But, I mean, please don't tell me he picked bats so he could have a cape. And, and, and like you were saying before, it's not like he super looks like a bat. So, I mean, I, I guess the cape goes with the bat kind of thing. But... Arguably, Batman would, and that's the incredible. Is it really? Is it really useful enough that it that it's worth having? Now, okay, if we're going by the um the Arkham the Arkham games, yes, because that cape stun is one of the best moves you can do in those <laughs> games. Uh, and in addition to that, in a lot of continuities. The cape is bulletproof. Like he can That's like. That's true. That's true. It's bulletproof. It's fireproof. Like it's really, it's That's really true, cool. Which is super helpful, not just for himself, but also he might have to save people. That is a very fair point. Yeah. And it turns but into also, like a glider with an electrical current, according to Batman Begins. But it's also one of those things where like, if it wasn't a movie, you know, someone just has to like yank that thing and he's down. Right. Right, but well, yeah, but again, yeah, it's one of those things where he he has a gadget for everything. They try and touch the cape and electrocute some. You know, it's just all you gotta do is draw it, and boom, it's there. Can't do it's, that anymore. Oh, the whole thing. All right, all right. I yeah. mean, I, I will give you. There are some uses. I it I is think cool because it it looks cool. Imagine him without the cape. He he looks kind of lame. <laughs> he looks. <laughs> he looks really lame well i mean the outside underwear should probably go away if the cape goes right away. he looks really lame without without the cape and like it's it's yeah and at the same time though on the other side of that if you think about a superhero who doesn't have a cape and you give him one then they look completely ridiculous like even though dick grayson was robin as for years with mm-hmm. a cape if you gave nightwing a cape i'd be like dude what are you doing you look ridiculous same thing with Flash. Like if the Flash had a cape and he was just running and it was just whooshing oh, well, through that. Well, that would be super <laughs> ridiculous. Oh my god! Right. It would just slow him down. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Too much wind resistance. <laughs> exactly. You're definitely super, not the fastest Superman, man alive now. Yeah. Superman doesn't care, but he's also super strong, so maybe that compensates for it. Yeah. Well, also, yeah, and he just a cape. 
flap and you fly. like in you the fly. wind it right. looks yeah. cool it does look yeah. cool but yeah but yeah, batman's be flying vertically but if you're going horizontal you just look a little ridiculous but batman's pretty tactical like all of his gear he does in fact use it like that utility yeah. belt is key and so oh man that has to be interesting how cool would that be if they did a whole store like if they did a comic book series that's just a bunch of stories that are about him like refining his utility belt yeah i mean because is it um was it snide was it snyder that did it when he fights the justice league and he has something in his utility belt to handle the whole justice league like he just he's like look it is what it is i got this kryptonite here for a reason (laughs) because I know it's Tuesday, but Clark might be on Red Kryptonite on Wednesday, so got to keep it on me. You never know. (laughs) I know. Yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. I mean, just refining that utility belt. I mean, there's a... It's it's helpful that he's rich. Because, I mean, you've got to spend so much time and resources refining that utility belt and all the different... not only do you need things that are small that will fit, but also lightweight mm-hmm. that doesn't drag you down. Uh, you need to make sure that it'll actually work, unlike half the things that the rest of us buy. Yeah. I mean, the utility belt actually might be the most impressive thing about him as a superhero. Yeah, the utility. Yeah, it, it's the the cars up there too. The Batmobile is something special. That's yeah. That's a. I Yes, but at the end of the day, I feel like it takes less finesse to actually be able to okay. create and use the car compa- compared to the utility. Belt. I mean, yeah, the suit is the suit is definitely spectacular. Like that's definitely where it. Yeah, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money for sure. It's right up there. I don't know if the, what costs more, the suit or the jet. Does the jet? Mm. Yeah, it's intense too. Uh and so yeah, the but. Going, I, I guess, going back to uh, his training, there's a part of me that ever, that always wonders if in his mind, is he ever done training? Because I feel like the actual Batman kind of has that mantra where I'm always learning. Yep. And and I think that's, I, I, I think that is a tricky bit with him. I mean, he's obviously... He obviously gets to a point where he's he's considered at the top of the superhero game. Mm-hmm. You know, no one's gonna no one's gonna think Batman is a sidekick. Mm-hmm. No one's gonna think he isn't ready to do the superhero thing. So, and at the same time, part of that is you have to keep living and learning and growing, mm-hmm. especially because the villains keep changing, technology keeps change it all this stuff right? right um but yeah i totally agree with you um and i i mean i i think though so he goes through all this he travels around he disappears for years mm-hmm. and he does a ton of training right. then he comes and he starts being batman and there's a there well i mean first he a lot of times isn't even batman yet right he's going around and just trying to kind of help out and I think in that, like, apparently now it's a few months sometimes, but a few months, a year, a few years, 
there's all the kind of figuring out how he's going to do it. And so I think a ton of learning happens then. And he's kind of training and retraining himself to take what he's learned and fit it to Gotham and fit it to what he's trying to do. And then from there, I I do agree with you. I think he's always tweaking and and training. And um, I mean, he's, you know, he spends a lot of time in that bat cave um, honing, you know, honing and rehoning his skills. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, and you know, he's also got a rough bit too. Cause I mean, I mean, I don't know how Kryptonians age per se, but Superman, even, even when he's like old and decrepit by Kryptonian standards is probably going to be still a lot better off than a human. Oh, versus yeah, he like lives Bruce. for hundreds of years. Yeah. Bruce. Bruce has to do a lot of work to keep his body still working. And it's not, so, yeah, and it's not going to last. It's not. And in fact, I mean, some storylines, he ends up with all this like metal gear that that he has you yeah. know, around him so he can even still fight. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, yeah, he's training and retraining also to just kind of keep his body going as long as it can. Yeah. But at the same time, he does not mind it because like we said before, He's using that as his therapy. Um, mm-hmm. And I forgot what the term was that you called it before, uh, de- like damage control or something. Oh, his harm reduction. Harm yeah, reduction. I don't know if I would call it therapy because I'm not sure he's actually working through. No, I think we absolutely not. I think, I think if he worked through it, he wouldn't be Batman anymore. Right. Uh, he he just wouldn't have that say. He wouldn't have that stubborn determination anymore. At least in this vein, I don't think. Uh, but yeah, I I think it's great harm reduction for him. Yeah, but I wonder if he worked through it, would it become a a? Would he? Do you think he would be shaken with the no killing line with some with someone like the Joker? You know, like I, I, I think about that. Like, is I mean, I think he could still really value life, and and still kind of maintain certain beliefs about what it is to try and stay true north, essentially, um, while also kind of processing through some some of that intensity. Because I mean, that's a really ingrained value for him that. I don't know. I don't know if that would change because I mean, the trauma would have still happened. Right. It was just finding a way through it in a way where he's, he's not as stuck in the past. And to be clear, this isn't like a, this isn't like a PTSD thing. Um, I mean, there are some storylines where he, ha- sometimes they kind of like allude that he might have some like trauma symptom maybe happening, but this is more just, you know, him having a well-rounded life. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, maybe he'd rethink some of that and see things a little bit more gray. Uh, it's such a intense value for him, though. I could see that sticking around. Um, but maybe he, maybe the intensity lessens a little bit where he doesn't see the need to, I mean, he's still kind of matching violence for violence in a way. Right. So in some ways, he's not actually living based on those values he's just taking out the killing part which is great that's don't get good, me wrong yeah that's a good but that's a very good point he's still he's still tapped 
dancing along with the, all that violence. So maybe, maybe that would lessen. All right. Well, if that is the case, then I would definitely say that Batman is still very much a hero in training. <laughs> Thanks for nerding out with us. I'm clinical psychologist, Dr. Amelia Brown. And I'm educator and comic aficionado, Keaton Hopkins. Check out my TV and movie reviews on YouTube at Team JVS. Check out our website at bat-therapy.com, our Bat Therapy YouTube channel, and follow us on social media. And don't forget our Patreon page at patreon.com slash bat therapy. See you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.